So once again, um, we want to welcome our special guests uh, tonight, none of whom are guests in the recent because they've always been a part of this family. They want to share with us um, different aspects of feels like being single. I think one of the ways we can assist them is let's try and stay muted so there are not too much of um, interference between when they are sharing and when it's time for question and answer generally, throw the floor open. If anyone is sharing and you have specific questions for that person or any other question crops up in your mind, please note it down. After they've all shared, we're hoping that that should be done in about like 40 minutes-ish. They all have about six, seven minutes to share, so it's not like something too long. And I know that's a short time really to, to hear all your mind, but then just zoom in on that, which the Holy Spirit will help you to zoom in on and um, we would consolidate it with some questions and answers at the end of it all. Without much ado, it's my great honor and joy to introduce the six of them. Uh, I'm going to actually go in the order in which their pictures appeared in the, in the flyer. So I'm pulling up the flyer one more time, uh, and then I'll introduce the first speaker all the way from, who's our first speaker? Aha, Damolak, yeah. All the way from the Philippines, we've got Damola sharing with us. And I mean, kudos to Damola. She joins us every time we meet like this when it's pretty much, I think, 4 or 5 a.m.-ish around where she is. So it's actually a huge sacrifice to stay up and, and be a part of us when we gather. So Damola, we appreciate you. We honor you. The floor is yours. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it's just, it's still 255 a.m. anyways, so yeah. <laughs> wow, that's something. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I mean, okay, so first of all, my name is Damola, and I'm happily single. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's about that. Okay, yeah, like, really, seven minutes is short, but yeah, I'll just try to fit everything I want to say to seven minutes. Okay, so first of all, uh. I feel like, okay, like where I am right now was definitely not where I was like two and a half years ago. Like there are a lot of things I I thought of wrong. And then just looking back, it was like, wow, I can't believe I actually <laughs> thought of all this. Okay, so just going back to, okay, so I'm just going to highlight about four things, but then I'm just, yeah. So I'm just going to talk about the way my, some of things, some of the mindset I had on certain things, yeah. Two and a half years ago, and then how I unlearned those things, and then surrendering to mm. God, to God, and then struggles at the moment. Because mm. so first of all, my mindset back that was like 20, 2019 and yeah, backwards. <laughs> okay, so the way it was, it was like I think it was movies that shaped all those thoughts, basically movies. Mm. Okay, so when I saw things, it was like if I'm going to get married, it's definitely not going to be the first person I meet. Like. Why should it be the first person? It doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me. So the, the way I saw it was like, okay, I mean, you get to date at least two people and then maybe the third person. So that was just, that was the way I saw it ordinarily. Like, but then, and then some other things, but that was just the highlight of that part. But then late 2019, I got to, I began to understand certain things. I knew that that was the way it should be, and then I say on learning those things, and then learning things. I mean, I watch YouTube videos, people talking about 
how they met someone and then that's the person they got they decide to spend the rest of their life with and then i'm like wow like and then i then seen it in so many other people i'm like well it's actually possible and all of that and then that was when the scripture came to mind um sons of solomon three verse five because for me it was like i mean if i was going by that mindset by now i should probably be dating someone <laughs> yeah so but then i held on to this particular verse i don't even know where i heard it from or how it came to mind but yeah it came to mind songs of solomon three verse five daughters of zion do not awaken love to the pleases okay so when i still looking at that verse then it's meant that okay if i'm going to go into anything then it should be marriage in view that kind of thing and then that was when i of course there are feelings right as human beings we all have emotions and that was when i started talking to god like god you just really need to keep these emotions in check because of course you get we get to see all these things different people on social media and then even people around also who have boyfriends or girlfriends and then it just seems like wow these people are literally living their best life so to say but then of course i knew that that wasn't exactly the way it was that uh, so yeah basically surrendering my feelings to god and knowing that in the end like i don't my feelings are not always right and then i shouldn't always have to go with yeah go with them so yeah they could lead me astray basically so yeah surrendering and then you know, just thinking about it, like, I think last year, I was like, wow, that God has really, really been so good, because it was like, it just felt like I was almost becoming immune to, <laughs> immune to my feelings, like, I could just shake things up, I mean, of course, just having crushes here and there, but then having to maybe deal with feelings with someone, and then it was like, wow, God is really, like, he really, really hears when we answer, and then it just got to me, like, God, it feels like I'm enjoying this singleness so much that Honestly, I might just get addicted to it. But then when the time is right, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> yeah, mm. so of course, I'm still enjoying the process. I'm not in the rush or nothing. So yeah. Okay, so now going to the struggles, because for me, it's like, I'm just happy where I am like as a single person. There is so much I, I get to do on my own. Like I usually tease some of my friends in relationships. Like, I mean, I don't have to necessarily call anybody before the day ends and then or if i don't get to call them and then they are worried about the fact that oh why did he or she call me oh uh, i don't i can eat whatever i want to eat whichever time i want to eat if i want to eat oats at night i can eat oats at night I, can, I mean for the married people of course you have to structurally have breakfast dinner lunch or whatever it is everyone's music and check but i don't have to worry about that and then i mean there's just a lot of other things and also I feel like the fact that I have single friends like me, it also makes it very, makes it more easier. This like Valentine's Day, it's like we hang out and then we could even give each other roses and all of all this stuff. So it's never really like, oh, a big deal. Like, oh, maybe I'm singing on social media and then I'm feeling all mushy mushy in my head and not knowing what to do with that. So yeah, I think that. And okay, now for the struggles, I'll say the struggles for me would be having to now deal with the opposite sex around because it's like as much as god can control my own feelings now it's like these other people it's like i mean of course they come with their different but then it's like i also what's the word now i'm trying to look for a word but then it's like because i'm not attracted to, the, to any of these people and then it's like it's like burdensome sometimes but it's like sometimes it feels like some guys even would want you to lie to them like oh i mean it's like okay they meet you 
And then the next thing is, it feels like something should just erupt some feelings in the girl's mind and then in the girl's heart. And then, I don't know, it's just, I think all those struggles, like, I know I'm not interested in you, just take it like that. And then it's like trying to be so polite in those things, because of course, I, I don't, I don't think anyone's feelings are invalid. Everyone's feelings are valid regardless, whether it's lost or whatever it is that you feel, it's valid regardless. So it's like trying to be polite and just trying to turn them off in a nice way. <laughs> and then I think another struggle would be, would be trying not to lead anyone on and trying not to be led on myself because it's a case of, I, what, one thing I think I've tried to just use is the fact that anyone I meet, any guy I meet is like, in my head, you're not single. So it's like already having the mindset that you're not single, it already makes me want to be careful with how I talk to you, how I relate with you so that I don't end up emotionally, you don't end up using me to emotionally cheat on anyone, that kind of thing. So it's like, I just put it out there. No, I don't, I, don't, I just assume it in my head not like I have to tell them anything or anything. So yeah. And then another issue I would have is guys thinking of, oh, because of this is that you're putting me in the friend zone. And then I'm like, to me, it's like, we can just be friends, right? They shouldn't have to get anything about friend zone or brother zoning anymore. Just friends, like, just take it as that. And then for me, like, I'm someone that could easily ignore people. Like, if you don't want to talk to me anymore, it's fine. I mean, another person would, it's not like, I mean, if you want to be in my life, good and fine. If you don't want to, then pack your load and go. I don't care. Like I could care less about stuff like that because I'm someone that just likes to keep my circle small. So yeah, it's yeah. So I think that was one of the struggles. So mm, yeah, this was a struggle that talk for now. Yeah. So I think that's that about it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think you went just one minute or so beyond your six, which is good, fantastic. Thank you very much. I won't give any commentary on your thoughts. Um, I would reserve those as well so that we can save time and we'll come back to, um, to you in a, in a bit when we go into the question and answer. I'll move on to our second, um, let me open my picture again. So our second speaker, in the person of Henry, yep. Dr. H, are you there? I know I saw you in the participants list, so yeah, they're maybe somewhere around. Oh, uh, yeah, let me yeah. see from here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the function of being single. Sometimes you don't even know where you are. <laughs> 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 okay, good evening, everyone. So. Good evening. I think my reflection would be different if it was like five years ago as compared to now. But because we're in 2022, I will use my current reflection on that. I think one of the benefits of being in that state or that side of life of yeah, um, is the discovery. You can know yourself better because you have that flexibility to like do a couple of things and explore uh, things in the context of what you think is the right way to go. So for me, one of um, one of the, the benefits is the flexibility of doing your own thing. Um, what other thing? Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, I was with my brother today. I was like, yeah, I'm going to London tomorrow. 
I'd have to like consult the gods to make that decisions as long as I think it's right. So yeah, <laughs> I can just put my ticket on. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, for me, I think he's got like his own drawback as well. So I was saying before, like it would be different for me like last five years ago because I don't believe in relationship my own personal reasons. And um, I believe in marriage, but relationship, I don't think is worth it. So, but I think one of the benefits of that is, as Bible said, that um, two is better than one because they have great reward for their profits. Example mm-hmm. is if in this country you want to get a mortgage and you've got like a proper partner or a wife, you can actually like pull resources together and make it work faster than you trying to do on your own. <clears throat> so I think that's kind of like one of those two benefits of like having to be with the right person and that, 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 that. So being single is kind of like, you have to like do a lot of things yourself. And sometimes it's hard to like get to that point you want to be as compared to if you have to suitable person doing that, doing the same thing, uh, the same task. Um, yeah, so yeah, personally, I think it's got its own benefits and I think it's all got its own drawback as well. On my own personal side of things, I don't, I don't think it's boring, no. I think it's fun. Um, I, I don't think it's less productive in some sense because you obviously like I say you, got, you have that flexibility to like develop yourself and be better than um, how you could. I mean, not comparatively, but there's a chance that you could be better. There's a chance that you could be less than that. But yeah, um, so overall, I think it's a nice state to be. And it, okay, finally, my final my final point would be I just compare it with driving right-handed or left-handed, I don't think it's something you have to build into because I've not been married, but I know like moving from being single to being married is kind of like a switch, which um, I wouldn't think is any special change in your physiology or psychology or anything like that. It's just, you move into something that you kind of like learning. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that's, that was very helpful. Um, again, I would reserve my comments and just move on to the next person. So we've been to the Philippines, from the Philippines to Manchester in the UK. And from Manchester, we are now in Liverpool. As we go on to Sister Ife at the Yeri. Um, I'm also hoping that, of course, we could tell from both of our previous speakers that they are not in a relationship. I'm hoping that if you are in a relationship, you also make that disclaimer so that I know that yes, you are single, but this is your status quo. Just so that we are clear. Thank you, Sister Ife. You have the floor. Thank you, Pastor. Good evening, everyone. Um, so yes, I'm engaged to a loving man. I do buy your lot in Israel. Um, uh, fifty-five days to go. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Exciting and overwhelming as well. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying everything and grateful to God for that. So I will tell my own very fast. Um, like I hope I'm, I'm within that five minutes or seven minutes. <laughs> so I tell me it's, um, thank you. I tell me to love me anyway, because I, I just finished reading one book in my church called Love Me Anyway. So I'm just going to tell me that. And the aspect of the love is what I'm going to dwell on. Um, so I wrote here, let the love of God be the foundation. Um, let it be the foundation. Let it be from the beginning. 
and from the very stage of cutting because definitely we would move from that if it's going to marriage then it has to start from there um, it's not going to be the same day we're going to you know get married there has to be a journey if it's one month if it's two months if it's a year if it's two years i'm going four years or three years now, I think. <laughs> I don't know. so my reason for this is that because when you make the love of god the priority it's going to encourage you that's what has been encouraging me the love mm-hmm. of god encourages me the love of god as you know it keeps me assured it, it makes me sure of what's happening to so it keeps me going um even when i'm so exhausted I love what Sister Damola said, <laughs> you know, you're free, <laughs> you can do anything you want, but when it comes to that, you know, that cutting um, period, it's just, you, you can't just do that, you know, those things you want to do, those things, you, it's not like you can, yeah, you can't, that's just, the, mm-hmm. let's just go straight, you can't, um, you're restricted to the sacrificial, yeah. So you just want to sacrifice everything that you own and you just, you're now looking at the fact that that's what I'm doing now. And that's what I would continue to do. <laughs> so the love of God is making me look at, you know, everything that he loves is what I want to love. So it's been that way. So when you have that first love first, everything will blend. That's what the principle I'm following at the moment and I'm praying to follow for the rest of our life. Um, So there will be time for commitment. There will be time for sacrifice. There will be time to listen. There will be time to be patient, but it requires willingness. It requires grace and it requires surrenderness. So that's what I've learned in the process. The two others thing for me when I started was commitment because before now I was I was not really very <laughs> committed to anyone. <laughs> so when I started with Adibayo Latin Israel, I had to be committed and it was so difficult. That's one thing because commitment comes with transparency. Commitment comes with having to talk about everything, which was so hard. Coming back after work, especially in the UK, you come back after work, come back after class, and then you have to start downloading everything you've done during the day. It was so like it was so hard for me <laughs> to do and having to want to talk about every single thing the mm. friends i have why do i have to talk about it really yeah i have friends i have friends i journey with life so but i had to it was really hard and there were times when we had to argue about it there were times when we had to talk about it there were times when we had to just accept even if maybe okay I'm, I'm i'm not very satisfied with it right now but i just have to accept it so those two things commitment and being patient to listen i was not a very good listener i was always i want to talk when you, i feel that conversation when you're talking i want to talk as well because i don't want to forget those things you're talking about and most people are not like that most people believe you have to wait you know so that you can listen to what the person is saying and try to get the information but i wasn't like that so i had to learn those two things and many more stuff yeah 
And But what has helped me is the love of God. What has helped me is having to prioritize God first, and it has made the journey easy. Um, also willing, being willing to take these um, corrections and be willing to also talk about things that I see that we need to come to good terms on. So I could not do all these things on my own. It was not because I did not want to. Um, it was just because it was a start. Um, it was difficult at the start, but with time it became very smooth and you know, you get to enjoy it. Even when you argue, you enjoy it. So since then I've been enjoying it. Um, and what I want to point out as well is appreciate the process of growth. I appreciate the process of growth. It took a while. The Holy Spirit helped me on. Um, I learned from my mistakes. Uh, I made sure all the glory goes back to God and who sustains me. And also, I'm still appreciating my feelings to the very day. And I pray to appreciate him forever because you need that, um, that grace to be accountable to him and him being accountable to you. That was what has helped me. And I pray to appreciate him throughout the process um, because having to listen then helped me out to fight those struggles I was going through at the time. Uh, what else? So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, appreciate to appreciate my fans and who stood by me to understand my flaws. And I try to understand his flaws as well and love us, you know. I just loved him nevertheless of whatever he's doing and he loves him <laughs> nevertheless of my flaws, yeah. So that's it. That's what um, this journey has taught me and I hope to carry it on into the marriage, yeah. Thank in the you. next 55 Thank and forever. You. Thank you. Man, 55 days to go, I can't take that. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thank you, sir. Again, I will come back to every one of you, I, I, I will do it with you on this session. So I'll move on straight to Sister Nikki. Are you able to speak? I know you were driving. I don't know if you are able to share with us. So now we're in Nigeria. If you can't at the moment, that's fine. On to Damilari Yusuf will come back to Sanike. I know she was driving, so she's probably needing some time to settle in if she's just getting home or something. So, okay, Damilari, over to you. Good evening, everyone, once again. Good evening, sir. <sighs> Such a joy. And um, thanks to everyone who has been sharing thus far all right so i'll just so I'll just i'll just um share <laughs> on the lessons i'm learning on on the way on this journey on this single pringles um, journey <laughs> okay so in addition to some of the things that have been said already I'll, um what i would just like to add from my own end is um number one have 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 your have your um have your purpose and direction well sorted or in the process because it gives form and shape to um, the kind of relationship you are going to be coming or the kind of partnership or marriage you are going to be having. Understanding the why and the how of you 
helps you to put a lot of things in perspective when God shows you who that person is or why that person is. So, so I, I, one of the one of the, so one of the lessons I've been learning these days is um, to have my to have to have the direction I'm moving towards well defined because I believe I'm able to if I'm able to sort that well, it will help the both of us on the journey that um, I'm taking. So I don't have to wait till when we are together before I um, have all those sorted. So that's the so that's the so that's the first lesson I would like to share. So, so another thing again is um, recognizing you know recognizing and knowing my seasons because um, every season determines um, one's attitude, one's behavior, one's some of the things that we do. The way you dress during winter is not exactly the same way you dress in summer. So just like uh, Sister Ife was saying that, you know, being engaged, she has to discuss and talk. And <laughs> so it's just learning to know what, what, what is necessary for um, you to, um, to, be, to be in your best, uh, to be in your best position in this season. So if you're in the dry season, what should you be wearing now? So that's just understanding your season talks about, understanding the preparation or understanding the things that you should be doing in the season that you are in and being committed to doing those things. Because I would always want to, I want to be the person that the person I want to be with, wants to be with. I think mm-hmm. I got that from one book we read. Uh, it was one book on parenting or so. It's been very long. Oh, maybe so that's just a, that without that one. And um, also another lesson, another lesson that I've that I've come to learn along the way is also that mastering um my emotions so they don't get um, the best of me in the sense that oh is it she should leave it the best of me or the worst of me. <laughs> knowing they're knowing when and how to rock those um, feelings back to sleep, you know those emotions, <laughs> you know, either, either um, the emotion of me too, of hmm, I wish that was me, or the emotion of, wow, that's so wonderful. Ah, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a beautiful, just knowing, just knowing how, to, how, to, how to master and um, keep, keep oneself um, very well in, in, in check and all that. Another lesson that I've that, that, I, that I'm learning is to enjoy this moment. Yes, I'm looking forward. Yes, I can't wait. But I also want to enjoy the journey that leads me right to it. I don't want to enter into um I don't want to be married and then I'm like, ah, where is my single days? I wish I I no, I want to enjoy just like uh, Dr. Henry was saying, you know, you can travel, you can so I want to enjoy every step of the way. So when learning to enjoy the moment is actually is actually very important to me, and so enjoying it, I, I and I'm committed to enjoying it. Amen. Yes. <laughs> All right. So resolutions I've made about this season. Um, number one, um, I never to give an uncertain sound to my close female friends. I always ensure that we are on the same page so that we would not be in a it's complicated so because it's it's it helps to put a lot of things in perspective so yeah you're not just you're not trying to lead anybody on i always try to make sure that we are on the same page like we know what we are not we know what we think we are 
by God's grace. <laughs> it's not very nice to do that. It's not very nice. And that, and that resolution I've made or I'm living with is never to be pressured or tensioned by the speed or the lateness of others. Never to be pressured or tensioned. I think that happens when we begin to compare our, our journeys with the journeys of those that are around us. Yeah. And then just learn to love, 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 love others, love myself, live selflessly and all that. And then to invest, 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 invest in myself, invest in the person I want to be, the kind of husband, the kind of father, the kind of, not just invest relationally, we invest um, in terms of developing and growing the capacity, mm. spiritual, relationship, financial, whatsoever will put me in a very good light when, not in a very good light, be the, be the right kind of person. Mm. All right, so I'll just, I'll just, I'll just rush down to um, frustrations I'm having. Frustrations. Um, expectations and prayer pressure. You know, some of your friends will call you, they'll be like, you know? <laughs> you know, some of your friends will even say, oh, I don't know if that was anyone. Say, ah, you know, this person just looks so perfect for you. And, you know, you'll be like, wow. <laughs> People seem to know the best thing for you <laughs> other than yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it happens to everybody else, but sometimes it happens to me. And then knowing when, when you when knowing, I think just just knowing when you are really mature enough and all that. And then purity, learning to preserve and keep your purity, because they say that marriage is not the cure to lust. You still have to manage it. Learn how to um, put your flesh and your body under. All right. So that's the that's so that's that's about that. I would have said one question on my mind is how do you separate friends for life and friends for the journey? That uh, like I don't know how to ex- I don't know if there's enough time to explain. How do you how do you how do you learn to separate um you know your friend your friends for life or your friend for life and the friend along the journey. How, how, to, how do you carry your friendship along as you move from your singleness to your um, to your married and then to every season of your life? Then how do you, uh, how did you, or how do you, maybe, maybe the married people will help us. How do you manage your aloneness moments prior to your meeting and being with one? That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. Uh... Sorry, I'm jotting down that last question. All right. Thank you very much. Um, I know it's always <laughs> I to take notes. <laughs> I, I had notes to take, so thank you very much. Um, I'll move on to Sister Grace, and then we'll come back to Sister Michael. Um, hopefully, she should be ready by then. Um, Sister Grace, are you, are you able to share? Please, you're muted. Or oh, maybe she's not ready yet. Sister Nika, are you are you able to speak now? All right. Okay. That's fine, Sister Praise. Why am I saying sister? Anyways, um, 
Nika, are you able to speak? Yeah, I'm able to All speak. Right, I'm just watching, so I'm still kind of trying to catch my breath. But yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Thank you so much. The floor is yours. So I don't have anything prepared. Sorry. So I'm just going to kind of wing it. Just be so I shared. don't know exactly yeah. what direction we're supposed to be going. <laughs> really. So what exactly am I supposed to be speaking about? Just any aspect of being single, being quote-unquote still single and what that looks like for you. Uh, it could be part of the frustrations of that. It could be the blessings of that. It could be the questions you are having, just like um, Dan Larry shared a couple. Or, uh, yeah, anything along those lines, whatever you want. So, um, from my end, from my own perspective, um, being single can be a blessing and a curse sometimes. Um, sometimes you, most times, like someone like me, my personality, my temperament, I actually enjoy being alone. I do not like to talk too much. So sometimes you're in a relationship, you miss the aspect of companionship and all that. But then when you're not, you're just like, oh, finally, I don't have to call anybody and start talking about how my day has been and all that. That's silence sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, then um, I look way younger than my age. So sometimes I get approached by people who are like, dude, I'm your auntie. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't have that ring on your finger. Basically, you feel that anybody can just approach you. And oh. I have this tiny voice. And yeah, so sometimes it can be annoying. Sometimes mm. it can be funny sometimes, yeah. And um, being single in a country like Nigeria that is physically male-dominated, the gender inequality is even more prominent when you're single. It's mm. like if you don't have like a man beside you, you don't have uh, that ring on your finger, it's almost like you're in a scale of citizenship you're below second class kind of it happens sometimes it can be really annoying sometimes you have to assert yourself to put yourself where you ought to be and don't let people talk down on you just for that reason and sometimes you just let it go just for peace to reign so that aspect can be really annoying sometimes and unfortunate um you're in a meeting and with other people that, because I look a lot younger than my age, like who is this small girl? And then when you're having like um, a presentation or something, you have to um, go a further step than usual to assert yourself and make them listen. Yeah. Before they even get to hear the contents of what you're actually talking about. Then definitely, if you know your onions, then they will listen and get carried away and get involved in the. But in that initial stage, you it's extra hard to have to get them to get that attention, especially in an organization like mine where like seventy percent of the workforce are above forty-five, and you have that Nigerian mentality of I'm older than you or who is that small person or. You should be in your husband's house or things like that. So yeah, that happens. 
and then um um then those are the bad sides the good side sometimes that i just do like my company and sometimes i just don't like to be disturbed that mm. times that i just ignore my phone for days and it takes days for me to respond to messages that are not office messages because they're paying my salary <laughs> so yeah but when i'm in a relationship you can't ignore someone you have to even if it's not your comfort zone you have to go out of that to mm -hmm. make the person feel that yes i i know you're there and yes but that aspect sometimes i'm happy that oh it's okay i don't really have to do all that i'm just coming back home and oh please i just do what i want to do and yeah mm -hmm. and then um Sometimes in church, it gets annoying when people are always trying to hook you up. It really can be really annoying and frustrating. I have an aunt that's always trying to connect me to one brother of this or one brother of that in her church. And at one point, I just had to stop speaking to her and then she had to report me to my mom. And I, okay, these are terms and conditions of if we're going to get that communication back. Please stop giving random men my number and sending my pictures to men. <laughs> I don't know. And then I get messages from people like, um, who is this? Why know you from where? And mm. then they start introducing themselves and your answer like, oh, okay, there she comes again. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. But then sometimes being around like your friends and all, and then, yeah, you, you do want that companionship. You do want that family and all that. When you see a beautiful relationship and a beautiful family, you're like, okay, I want this and this. I want something like this and I want something like this to work for me and all that. And then that times that you see the, the, the not so nice aspects of relationships and marriage, mm. um, I have close friends i have a couple that they really have really good marriages and you know, like god am i a pencil and then you see someone that like okay thank god that i'm not married now if this is what i'm going to be going through so the only thing you can really do is like pray that when you finally do you get the person that god really wants for you that you can build the foundation and good relationship and family with mm. and it's mm. a nice way of adding some pepper and salt to your prayer you see that person that relationship god i don't want nothing like that and yeah um i don't know what else i think we've covered it <laughs> yeah thank you very very much and thanks for being very vulnerable and very honest. Um, that's yeah. very helpful. Okay, um, a round of applause for all our, all our speakers. Um, I know Grace uh, is still at work, so would would let her be. If she's able to still join in later, she would let us know and we would still take a contribution of thoughts. Um, but now is the time for us to chime in our thoughts and questions to our able, dependable 
contributors um, for today. If there's something any of them are, oh my goodness, <laughs> there is already a three-legged a three question um, in the chat thread. So we'll start with that. And then of course, that will just open the floor for other contributions. Um, this is coming from YNK. Question one, do you have some standards what you desire to see in your potential spouse? Um, YNK, if you could also specify who the questions are for, that would be good. Question two, how do you handle a situation despite being so sure about a person and after all the confirmed and confirmations and all that, for whatever reason, your relationship ended in separate ways instead of marriage? Does that mean one has missed the bomb? In other words, the boom of, boom of my bone. Oh my God, this is the first time I've seen that. <laughs> and lastly, how do you undo pressures from all angles, especially sexual pressure? That thought when I was going to actually ask um, Damilari, because uh, you mentioned something like that along the lines of your thoughts. I was going to ask that, how do you personally deal with that? Um, of course, anybody can, can respond to that. So let's pick it up from, let's start from number three and work our way back to number one. And that's open to anybody from all our facilitators and really anybody at starts. If you also think you have something to share on that, we would like to hear it. One of the certain commonalities of being single is the issue of sexual pressure. And of course, it's not like marriage takes that away totally. I mean, you could be married and still, if you've not been able to, um, cultivate self-control um, in your singleness, um, you might still end up being in a, in a scenario, God forbid, where even having a, a spouse doesn't sort out your sexual pressure issues. Um, in any case, for the singles, how are you guys doing it? Or what tips and suggestions um, would anybody want to share from our facilitators and beyond? The floor is open, I'll shut up now. Let me see if I can actually spotlight all our facilitators together at the same time. But yeah, anybody can pick it up. Dam Larry, maybe you open the floor since I've mentioned your name and then anybody that wants to add some thoughts to that can do it. Nobody should feel under pressure. If you feel like you don't want to share about it or you don't have anything to say, say that and we would gladly. Move on to someone. I just said that it's very really good to see Dr. Harry's full picture for the first time. Um I still think you. Okay. Wow, definitely ask. You want to want to go first on that? Or should we still gather more questions though? Yeah, of course. Um, if you all if you have a question, you can still raise your hand or put it in the chat thread or unmute yourself and just go for it. Um, but it will be good to tie tie up one before moving to the next so that at least we give some closure to some things. Um I can see your hand. But first um, let's let me see if there's anybody that still wants to respond. Dr. Henry, are you about speaking on that? Yeah, I was gonna say. Just one line on that. So for me, I think based on Bible knowledge, um, the facts that I've read from the Bible that it's not like appropriate. And I mean, the, the pressures are there. And I'll give an example. Like when I was my NYC days in Benue State, 
it was more like a norm in that village. So and <laughs> you just look like a very odd person, like 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 obviously, yeah. But for me, sometimes I kind of like like can the Bible be changed, but sometimes like you can't change the Bible, it's already written that then you can do it. So yeah, for me it's that um checks from the Bible, yeah. That's that's helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um okay. Um yeah, go on, sister. Nicole. So for me, I think um the best way really is just um occupy your your time, occupy your mind. Like I said, the devil's um uh, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm. If you're occupying your mind with something, occupying yourself with something, some mental activity or something, and if you're in a relationship, mm. if that should be like on the table in the beginning, and if both parties are not in agreement to that, then everybody finds your square root. Mm. And um, if you're single, really just um, occupy yourself in a productive um out and about oh i'm reading something i read wide miscellaneous articles and books anything that on my bed i'm picking up the book or reading something so really just occupy your time and self mentally physically in a productive way reading yeah thank you very much another very let me just add all right then larry so let me just add to what um Sister Nikki also shared that um, one of scriptures has one of scriptures that has always been a go-to for me is um, my mindedness. Like the scripture says that to be um, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yeah. So the things that fill my heart they go a long way to determine whether we succumb because the pressure is all around in the sense that mm -hmm. if you are not seeing the pressure on your phone when you're walking on the streets you're going to see the pressure yeah. so if you have not um learned to cultivate and guard your heart then yeah. it will be like it will be like um each and every one of because when, when it's going to happen it's not it's normally it's like a flow a flow a, a thread Mm. suggestion here picture there a thought there and then if everything everything just everything just gathers together so like idleness is a very <laughs> it's a very very serious you cannot afford to be uh, to be idle as a single in the sense that mm. like there is nothing feeling there's nothing productive like she said feeling yeah. your time if you don't have anything productive, whether meditation, you then it's very easy for you to dwindle. It's yeah, very easy yeah. for your for your for your mind to stray, for your you won't be able to cultivate your heart. So I would say that's being able to guard your heart or your mind, because that's where it all starts from. If you're able to keep, you know, one of the scriptures that that is being used is um guard your heart from Abi, keep your heart with all diligence i would like to emphasize that all diligence in the sense that of course i, I don't know if that context is talking about the way we take decision but keep your heart with all diligence that keeping of your heart is like um it's like mounting a garrison Mm. Like I love the way, I love what Sister Nika said that when I'm on my bed, I'm not just I'm not just lying there. I'm actually picking a book to read. 
So it's not so nothing. It shouldn't because I think someone was saying something in chapter about um, triggers or something. Mm. The way to manage it is just to keep your mind on keep your mind as spiritually healthy as possible. In the sense that make sure that um, your 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 thoughts or your mind or your you are not you are not putting yourself in um, in not very nice situations, and you are also not allowing your mind to just just uh, you know to just spin on its own. Yes, give your mind something to always think about. Be proactive to engage to engage to engage your mind. So that's just I don't. That's just the context I would like to um, speak into. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Sister Ife, you are raising your hand. Is he on this or another question? Uh, yes, Pastor, on this. All right, go on. Okay. Um, so I just want to um, make this point for people that like, are in that situation of having mm. to occupy yourself so much and then breaking down at some point mm. um, that point whereby you 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 have tried you have you have followed you know <clears throat> the guidance and the word of god you've asked for help mm. the lord shall help you and at one point you occupy yourself so much and you just break down mm. and breaking down when i mean breaking down is the fact that in as much as you occupy yourself, you find yourself one day in a situation whereby you're not able to control that feeling. So that's that's where, what I mean by breaking yeah. down. Mm. And what I would say about that for me is one, realize that it's not by your power or it's not by, it's not by your strength. That's what I've realized. It's not by my strength. And so I'm able to, to go through whatever comes and still stand again. Um, and the first, the, the other thing is make sure that in as much as you're realizing that it's not by your strength, flee from every appearance of, of such. Yeah. You might occupy yourself so much and it's, you know, it happens and it, you have to learn. You have to be willing to learn to flee. You have mm. to be willing to, to listen to the Holy Spirit to help you. And I know it's not everybody that has that situation, but there are some people that might have that situation because I had it. So I'm, mm. I'm thinking someone else might have it. Mm -hmm. So understand that it's not your power. Understand that when I want to listen to the Holy Spirit to help me, I want to also be practical in the aspect that I don't want to keep that um, close communication, like private time with uh, opposite um, sex. Um, because you might think, okay, this is my friend. We can just we could go to, you know, to sports and things together. And you never know, because communication is not just you talking. Yeah. Communication is communication builds even inner inner communication. Mm. The more you do things, it's your communicating. So 
that will be one day away by that communication <laughs> that you have been, you know, developing would, mm. you know, bust that you might think that, come on, we've not had anything together. We've not even talked about, but you have actually been talking without knowing you have been talking. Mm, mm, mm. So it continues to build and one day it's just, it happens. But just realize that it's not by your strength and you're able, you're able to do it. You are able to stay away from, you, you know, from having to have sexual, um, sexual relationship with other people or even with your, with your fans. That if, as if you want to do, like you're into the marriage, you know, you're definitely as the law, as we believe that mm. it should be um, after the marriage. So. If you know you want to do that, you just have to realize that it's not by your power and you need the strength of the Holy Spirit to go through. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very, 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 very much. Um, and Sister YNK adds in the chat that God is more concerned about our sexual purity and not just chastity. Uh, in other words, um, I, I know that some people are so big on virginity, so to speak, that they believe as long as they are able to do whatever, but ensure they stay away from penetrative sex, to use the proper word, um, then all is still good. But really, it's all good um, because it's not just about whether or not XYZ is a virgin. Um, purity transcends the physical parameters, so to speak. That was what Jesus was getting at when he said, you've heard what Moses said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, if a man looks at a woman lustfully, uh, he has already committed adultery with her. Um, and I love all the thoughts that have been shared in that regard. So thank you. Sister Anu, can you go for it? Um, I just wanted to say that one of the ways of dealing with um, the breakdown, if it mentioned, mm -hmm. is also to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, as a woman, you want to, when I stomach things, that's yeah. when I'm unable to control it. Mm -hmm. So when you... If you find that someone you're accountable to, maybe another lady, don't go and talk to the person you're attracted to, sexually attracted to, because they're looking for trouble there. But someone else, a neutral person, <laughs> talk to them like, this is how I'm feeling. Then I, for me, talking about it takes the pressure off and I'm able mm -hmm. to think objectively about, okay, this, this is what is happening. This is what I'm, I'm supposed to do. Then I do what I'm supposed to do. But sometimes when everything is in our head and we're mentally trying to sort it out, and that's when the devil keeps bringing enough reason for you to see that this is the right thing to do. And yeah. it, it might be a bit overwhelming if you can actually speak it. And we know that most of the things God says, it's just say, speak. He said, he said um, uh, what's that word, Gola? Um, I don't know. Uh, something about come to me and declare what you want and let us reason together. Sorry? Bring forth your, your strong reasons and let us reason. Too. Yeah. So there's always the talking part of it mm. when the pressure gets too high. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think that was one point I was actually going so hard because I was asking myself, pre-marriage, what was that like for me? And indeed, of course, it's the whole um, sexual feelings thing is you literally can't escape it, especially both, of course, before you get into a relationship, or even now that you're in a relationship and there is this particular person that intimacy is beginning to develop to another level. Um, I remember playing a game with my wife one day when I was 
do you want me to be really, really honest and really vulnerable with you about how many times or how often sexual thoughts go through my head? <laughs> and I was in a bus ride. I think I was coming from Bradford, going to London, and she was in Birmingham. And I said, whenever I see anything that triggers such a thought, I'll give you a call. I think after I call her like three times in, in six minutes, <laughs> I told her that's the end of the day. I'm just not going to call you again. Because the fact is, of course, there are just so very many things around that could continue to, to trigger that. But yeah, times when that gets really intense, I think what I do indeed is to talk to God about how much I so desperately want to be one with her. Like, can we just get married already? <laughs> and of course, talking through that with the Holy Spirit, he has a way of helping you to go to sleep. Amen. <laughs> so thank you very much um, for that. Sister Nienka, please go on. All right. Um, good evening, everybody, once again. Um, you know, I, I, I raised the question, but actually, I, I think I actually felt asking that question might not have been fair to the singles because they are still currently in that situation. <laughs> and it's That's more right. like those who is married will be the mm. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which in, I just want to, but everybody has answered it beautifully mm. well. Just a little bit of addition to what I want to say, especially mm. from my experience, is um, number one, cut out anything somebody mentioned it but mm. um, don't feed those sexual desires it's like you are trying to tame a lion and you are still giving it food mm. and it, mm. we know what what are those things that can feed the sexual desires and you know um, this generation that we are in doesn't really help matters but um, are we talking about the social media? Are we talking about movies? Even movies that they won't even say that anything is like that, but eating somewhere, they have you know content like that, and it will it will leave you adding in your imagination to the rest of it. So mm, mm. Uh, if you find yourself, especially for the singles, um, yes, yeah, somebody said even ads, ordinary ad advertisement, they want to advertise tire. Yeah. You'll be you'll be like, what has tire or <laughs> you know, what has that what has toothpaste got to do with a naked woman? <laughs> you know, but that's the world we are in right now. So there are the ones that you can handle, and the ones um basically if you have to take a break from social media, if you have to um cut off what you're watching in terms of movie, in terms of you know. You know, that, that's where the aspect of if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Mm -hmm. Limiting yourself in, in those areas. That, that's number one. And number two, and I would say this is particularly for, by the time, um, sometimes we think we are, we are strong, but mm -hmm. when you're not actually getting into a relationship, just like Pastor Claire said, the desires will now come to raise power 10. Mm -hmm. You know, it will look like, uh, as if that's the only thing that you need. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My husband make, was making a joke. He was like, for most people that on their marriage day, don't think we were listening to what the pastor was preaching. Mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. 
he was like, it's when he went back to replay the video that he now actually heard the teaching because <laughs> that it wasn't teaching. But um, what, what am I trying to say is even in an actual relationship, the desires come more. God put these desires in there. He knows that they are there. So in addition to talking to God, being honest about it, yielding um, <clears throat> to the Holy Spirit, having self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, self-control is part of it fleeing like joseph fled and i want to say something no offense to the guys this is not a gender thing but um i think research has it that we ladies we have more control when it comes to sexual um when it comes to sexual you know what i'm talking about we have more control than the guys I don't know, maybe, you know, it has to do, <laughs> don't let me go there, but that's, that's just it. We have, we have more control. So, um, in a relationship, um, know when to cut the, the cut, especially as a lady, I think it's more on us. Sometimes the guys may tend to want to, you know, reach their breaking point at some point, but Ultimately, when you commit everything to God's hands and uh, um, you submit your relationship to the Holy Spirit, it will always be there to um, guide you. Um, I can't remember the last thing, but let me stop here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Okay, we'll move to the second question. I knew, Olusio, uh, you were raising your hand. Um, was that for a separate question? Let's have your question at least so that we add it to the question bank. If we, or maybe we'll respond to it straight away. If, that is. Olushen, are you still there? All right, we'll come back to you. But oh, good evening. All right, go on. good evening. Shane. I'm there, but um, I wanted to answer a question which has been well answered. So. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 Thank, Thank you. you I'd also like to chip in that um, sometimes we yeah. tend to want to ignore or flee away from um, situations that have um, sexual connotations like movies or books or videos or people's gist or mm. something. But the reality of the world we live in right now is is confront you in every corner everywhere you look it's just there mm. i think it's best to confront the issue and just get used to that this is the reality it's reality of what we have rather than trying to run away mm -hmm. you're trying to run away you can't build the resistance to it you really just have to confront it and that's right this is the way it is because it's everywhere it's on social media it's on even just sitting in the bus and hearing people talk behind you, it's really mm -hmm. everywhere. So it's something you just need to confront and get over with and get adjusted and used to having that around rather than trying to ignore or flee from it, really. That's so yeah. true. Thank you very much, Ma. Okay, um, question two is about a situation whereby imagine you're single um, and you've received from God one particular person that is the bomb, the bone of my bone. I love that acronym. I feel like titling my next book, <laughs> The Bomb. <laughs> Anyways, and you, you feel so convinced, you've received confirmations upon confirmations, but for whatever reason, 
at the end of the day, the relationship did not work out um, and you had to end in separate ways. Does that mean that that person has indeed missed his or her bone? His bone of his bone or the bone of a bone as the case may be. Uh, what are our thoughts on, on this? That's directed first to the panelists and then of course, anybody could chip in some thoughts uh, from outside the panel. <laughs> Damala, it looks like you want to say something. Yeah, well, I don't know if this would direct, this really answers the question, but then it's just what I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so first of all, I believe there isn't exactly one person for the other person, mm. because for several reasons, when why I say this is because, for example, as a single person, um, let's take this for example now, I'm not, working on myself i'm just living my life like okay fine i'm single when the person comes person comes and then the other person is really like really invested into maybe reading yeah reading books um attending seminars talking to god just trying to yeah understand the um what the things about relationship and all of all these things and me i'm, I'm not playing my part in all of this when the person comes to me and act I, I may not Based, based on the fact that I'm not trying to develop myself, I'm not working to develop that. It, I would just tire, I would just make the person get tired. And then at that point, like, why would God now want to punish the person to keep based on how I'm behaving? So I feel like in that sense, God would provide another person who is also working on him himself, yeah, yeah trying to be a better person for that person. So it's like, for me, eventually when I now decide to use my head and do things the right way, trust God, um, yeah, build myself up and all of all these things, then maybe God will eventually also bring someone else my way. So in that sense, I don't think it's one person for the other person. Like I always pray, like, because every day I'm just, I feel like every year God just keeps bringing up things I need to correct and all of that. So it's like, I'm always praying that God gives whoever it is. I hope you're also doing the same for this person and it's also yielding to all of this because I don't want to, have to now go on prayer assignments, going on mountains upon mountains just to trust God that, oh, it changes certain things in this person and all those kind of unnecessary boarding that some people have to go through because of issues like this. So yeah, I think that's just what I want to say that. Brilliant, thanks for your thoughts on that. Um, can I also ask that all our subsequent co contributions, let's make it like as succinct as that. I'm hoping that we can finish in 30 minutes time. 30 minutes time and let's uh, I'm craving our indulgence to push to that time I think that will be two hours exactly after we started so thank you in advance okay um any other contributions on that question the bomb um I think as Damola said um I don't know if there's a single bomb <laughs> You might meet one and then it's over and then you're meeting another one and it's over and then you're meeting another one. So sometimes it might be just that one, but then you probably meet another one like, oh, thank God I wasn't with that supposed bomb and all that. But I think until you really meet the one that God says is the one and I think that will eventually work out. But that bone of the What's the bomb for bone of my bone? <laughs> I think you're going to meet a lot, probably. Yeah. All right. 
Thank you very much. Um, can can I add? Let me throw a little bit more light to that question, or where All that right. comes yeah. from. So yeah. the question is is coming from the fact that um, you you're a person is in a relationship, or two people come, came to a relationship that they they are they know that okay, God is the one. Like it's clear that mm. you know this. God, you know, no doubt about it, right? But for so what's what for whatsoever reasons or whatsoever, it didn't, it doesn't look like it's gonna end in marriage. Mm. Or how will I put it? We we know that term that they say a broken engagement is better than a broken marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. And one party begins to see reasons why okay this is not going to end in marriage many people have always been tied to this but you know god has confirmed pastor has confirmed our parents have even in the dream safe they've even mm. we are already married <laughs> but they are scared that ah, if they don't end up marrying each other yeah. then they might not maybe they will be single for life they'll miss it forever mm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. So that's that's the reason why I'm bringing up this question that how do you, it's not my prayer for anybody, but it's also a reality to be faced. Absolutely. How do you, how do you handle such a situation? Mm -hmm. I, I hope that shows more light to it. Absolutely. Let me just say something. Yes, I, I want to say that <laughs> as long as we have our will, <laughs> As long as we have our will in this world, even if, you know, like the scripture was saying that God wants every man to be saved or God desires every man to be saved. I think like that's the first thing is two is one that God wants every man to be saved, but not all men are saved because even though the price has been paid, men have not come to accept that price. Yes, accept that price. So so the thing is, even if God said, yes, um, pastor has confirmed it, you have confirmed it, your friends have confirmed it, your parents have confirmed it, you have even done introduction. If the two parties don't see a future together, God, even if it is God's will, God cannot, God will not force it on them. Of course, nobody enters into a relationship or a courtship with the intention of breaking it off. Mm. But per adventure that happens, that's not, then it's not God's best because God's best is always in the future. It's not always based on what has happened today or what has happened yesterday. So I believe that as long as both parties are um, committed to following the Holy Spirit mm. and following his guidance and submitted to a, to a leadership, they will eventually they will eventually find the bomb that will stay <laughs> and they will move on the and, build will yeah. <laughs> and build the future, the future together. So as long as we have our will, mm. there can't be only one permanent that once, what if somebody, something happens to that person? Maybe it's not even the disagreement. What if something happens to that person and... Yeah, she dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. It. Come for me. <laughs> so what happens? So are we saying that God has designed the other person to be single because he only made... There are one billion... Okay, seven billion. Seven billion... <laughs> God's children. <laughs> Praise God. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Interesting thoughts um, from all of us.
Um, Olusio first, and then Anu, both of you are raising your hands. Okay. Oh, Henry, you want to share something on that? Yeah, topic? I want to share, but yeah, I'll come later. Then, then after you take share. Okay, so um, you know the way the Bible says that um, if we don't praise him, he raise stones to praise him. So I think in every marriage, God has a purpose. So regardless of like, so mm -hmm. I mean, for like for me, for my marriage, I think God has a purpose for my marriage. So regardless of whoever it is, the, our partner in that purpose to be achieved, it could be anybody, but it's still like that same purpose. So I think same thing with like marriage, like most times God has a, a purpose for a marriage, but the two persons that will actualize that purpose is the only time. So even if one person that was meant to partner in that purpose is no longer available, just like I can raise stones to praise, me, to praise him as well, to praise him me as well. So he can also like raise someone else to like, partner also in that same purpose, structuralize it. So the purpose is always constant. So but whoever the two person is, might be, yeah. Thank you very much, that's, that's helpful. Shim, over to you. Okay, thank you very much um, for this opportunity. And I want to say hello to everyone. Okay, so I would say there is a place of, there's a place of both parties knowing okay there's a place of being individual before you even enter a relationship you have to live your life as a person before mm -hmm. you ask to you know admit someone else and that there, there are um several factors to which um bump may not be bump mm -hmm. i actually i wanted to ask that question as well that what of people that have been in relationship and it didn't work out and it's not as if they didn't have confirmation or things like that. Mm. It is not all you think it's a bump that would eventually be the bump that would eventually blow, so to say. So um, there are cases where parental factor, probably the parents are saying no. And, and I think parental factor is even very, very crucial in a relationship. If, God cannot convince my parents mm. for me to go ahead with somebody. Mm. I don't think I would I would go ahead with the bomb. If mm. even if the bomb wants to blow, as mm. long as my parents <laughs> as long as as long as my parents are, are saying no, because um most of us are not Yorubas, but I like to say this in Yoruba, in Kotsi Agbalagba, Rini, Ori Joko, Origi. Literally, what they are seeing, even if you are climbing a, a like if you are climbing a sky rise building, you may not see it. Sometimes it's just because of their own, maybe their own ideologies and things like that. But I think parental factor is one of the reasons why bomb may not eventually be bomb. Then um maybe both parties don't also understand themselves properly. Um, alignments in values, alignments in goals and purpose. Those are the things that may, you know, may not make our the bomb to eventually blow. Then there is like we have already said, they are a thousand and one bomb children of God for everybody. And as long as we all believe in marriage, if it is what you want and you keep telling God about it, definitely someday, one day, the bomb will show up and it will definitely blow. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anu, over to you. Um, thank you. I don't actually believe in that ideology. 
Okay. That there are lots of bombs out there for us. Okay. Abraham saw Eve and said, and this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. No. He didn't say, ah, this is evil. Ah, there'll be lots of Marys out there. Let me see which Cynthia walk past. This is the bone of my bone. The Bible says he will find a good wife, find the good thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll stop there. I'll stop there. But I think what I've been hearing, what has been reoccurring from what we've been sharing, especially from the single, is as though we're taking our time mm. and we want to choose what's best. No, we've established the fact that we like our singleness, which I'm a bit <laughs> jealous of, to be honest. That's by the by, that's by the um, way. But then, then I've heard, I've kind of heard it being inferred in what you suggest, in what you've shared, that because of the because of the because of the benefit of wanting to develop yourself and just take your time. Mm -hmm. Then this ideology has come through that there are lots of bombs out there. I love that uh, terminology. And the, because there are lots of bombs, I, I think Madame Larry said, oh, 7 billion, isn't it? Before you get through 100,000, you would have found your own. But I think it's erroneous. And the reason it's erroneous is because if we use that ideal, that mentality to enter into a marriage thinking, yeah, yeah, I found this one. I've, I've entered it. I've entered it. It, it. it gives you it gives you gaps to check. I don't know how to say it. It brings opportunity for you to know that even the husband you marry or the wife you marry, uh, if they mess up or anything, you can easily get out of it. Mm. My belief is that once God gives confirmation, <clears throat> it is the person. Mm. If you do lose that confirmation, there will be other options and other choices. But that confirmation is that confirmation. There are things where there are things he has tied up, he has tied up with the person you're with. And I will explain. When I met Kola, one of the first thing God said to me one time was, is my husband. But before we got into a relationship, Kola first helped me address address the things that was going on in my family that I was really worried and concerned about. So there was that, his, our relationship, relationship wasn't just based on the maritals. There were, there were things to be addressed. If he's giving the confirmation, he's bringing that person, he's bringing you guys together to break things and mend things. So it's not just purely based on choices. It's not just purely based on, ah, I like him, he likes me, uh-uh. It's more, it's deeper than that. It goes deeper, it goes to family roots, it goes to breaking bondages. And I know that it sounds a bit, ah, uh -uh, it's too much. But for real, I know what I went through. Like when I went to, um, I'll give a brief example. When I went for service, I wasn't really happy with my parents' marriage because they weren't fighting, fighting, but the whole, this one living apart, this one coming weekend, that one going wicked days. I was, I was tired of it basically. And I was telling on the children, I was the one trying to get everybody together. So I just went to the, I went to our youth service as a way of retreat to just pray and just forgot to just do something basically. So I was tired of being the mom and the dad. I had no time to be the girl or the teenager. Too tired fixing everybody up. Then he said, Kola is my husband. I told God, like, what do you mean by this one is my husband? She, is that what we told you I've come here to do me? But then things started happening. We started praying together. For once in my life, in my independent, stubborn life, I had someone I can talk to and be vulnerable with that understood where I'm coming from. 
I didn't hide that my kidney, my dad was a prophet. He knew everything. And we broke all those, we went through all those things. Then the love came. And then I got all gooey hide. But at first, things were done. Call us up weaving. Things were done and, and, and broken. So I'm saying that if the bomb is the bomb. The okay. bone of your bone is the bone of your bone. The Bible didn't use any other word. Adam said, this is, obviously, obviously the garden was full. There were lots of things. How could you have recognized just that one person as the person for him when he had opportunities? You could have asked God like, hey, okay, so you've made this one. Make another one, let me see. It's the rib that was taken from him. It, it's a recognition. Your spirit sinks with their spirit, unless you want to play with... Sometimes we do play with um, our options. You might say, ah, he said, it's too bold. So let me see the one that will come with full hair. And the one that comes with full hair has um, um, snores or does something ridiculous. It, it, everybody, all of them have, they would have, they would have issues. But he doesn't like, like um, who, who was saying it? So I'll stop now. And uh, let me, Olushin was saying something like, what an adult would, would see when sitting down, even when we climb up to a sky rise, we won't see what God will see now that we won't see in five years. He knows the person that will address it for you now. He knows the kind of money will give you, the bomb we will give you, that in five years, when you need to further your career, he would yeah. be willing to stay with the children. It's, it's, it's not just, it's, it's deeper than just choices and lists and, and what we want to see in them. It's what he has told you, his who he has told you they are. And if he has said it, I just think it is, it is final. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Thank you, I was just typing, I know. <laughs> anyway. No, I know. <laughs> we'll come to you. Um, Brother Milario, sure, please go for it. Okay, thank you, sir. <clears throat> thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, I use a bomb, sir. This bomb has come to stay <laughs> somewhere in Ukraine. You can't use bomb so so freely like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, and um, sister, no, I'm I'm sold already. Like that was a that was a perfect pitch. As in, I I don't know, I don't know what to say any longer. <laughs> But I think the issue um, that was being raised was, okay, so you are convinced and the mm -hmm. other person is convinced. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's the, that's the kind of, as in like, that's like the issue on the table, you know. And uh, what I would then say to that is, trust me, maybe the issue is, the, is your own conviction in the first place. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So mm -hmm. maybe you can deal with that, your conviction. Is he is he out of that you just <clears throat> you just like the shape of this sister, or you just um, you're just liking the future you are seeing with this brother? Mm. Um, so maybe your conviction is is the first thing we need to or you need to also go and go and mm. deal with. Now, if you are now so convinced and your conviction is true, then trust me, it shouldn't be hard for God to convince that other person eventually. Mm -hmm. Another person eventually, if it's truly, you know, I mean, the right conviction, then God will convince the other person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was I was reading recently in the Bible, and I never thought of it that way before. All these um, added 
hard-heartedness of all those kings that uh, mm. that the Israelites met on their journey, Pharaoh and all of those kings. God said it was for a purpose that He hardened their heart for a purpose. Maybe God is still hardening the heart of that person for for one reason or the other, you know, just to to get some things um, out of the way or whatever, you know. But He will eventually convince that person. Now, but to Sister Anu, maybe it's a question of if eventually this person doesn't still bulge, don't you think that God can always prepare another person? You know, and that's to, I think, Bro Henry's point about mm -hmm. the purpose of the marriage and all of that. So if this person just has become so, so tired, I mean, add at it and all of that, and it's not bulging and everything, and you just need to move on. God can always prepare another person, I, I suppose. You know, it's about preparing the person for a purpose, right? For a journey. So so that's that's back to throwing that back to Sister Anu now to, to see, okay, what do you think? What do you say to that? Mm. Thank you. Yeah, and there's, there's a, an additional thought on the chat thread, shown, which she actually mentioned briefly in her contribution. That she has a friend um, who had to end a relationship despite all the confirmations because this the father of the other person said they can't let their son marry a nurse because they believe that nurses are promiscuous, which is interesting. Anyways, so maybe you want to factor in those two sides, the possibility of you are so convinced you have received all the confirmation and the other person still says no, vis-a-vis both of you are really convinced, but either of your parents or both of your parents are saying over our dead body, this will not happen for whatever reason. How does that align with this bomb matter? Should the people still go ahead or, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, 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 wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say they should go ahead. Like okay. I said, yeah, there is the confirmation. There are other choices. If he has said, if he who has confirmed and said, okay, well, because of this, I want you to move on, then move on. I just think, yeah, everything should be led by God rather than led by our decisions. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's too much of a weighty matter or a huge step for us to just ordinarily make the decision on our own. Mm. It has to be <clears throat> what you've heard him say. If he said, okay, he's the man, and the man is saying, oh, I'm not the man, leave me alone, <clears throat> you go back to him again, and he will then minister and direct you. But I'm just saying that, like, I know I didn't address the question, but I, the thing I've been hearing has been doing my hair to me, to me, to me, to me. That's why I thought to say, like, it's not, it's not a multiple choice thing. Otherwise, even us that are married, Kola will call me one day and tell me, I'm not going to make me food. I'm thinking, you and me, who? And I'll say, oh, I'm going out. I'm taking my bag. You don't see me anymore because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll go, because, because, I have, because I can do that because I've given myself the mentality of, oh, I've got choices. But I'm saying that we should come with the premise of, I'm here to receive from you, God. If you said this is the person, God, I'm here to yield. But then if, if, the, if, if the situation turns around, like what Olushen was said about the nurse and our parents, God helped them about mm -hmm. and, and the nurse thing. Then you go back to the person who's giving you the promise. Says, come, let us reason together. Set out your reason and it will make have a conversation with you. Then he would lead you to the, what you need to do. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying 
the bomb, 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 just saying that it is it who has said, let's, he, let him be the chooser rather than us being in our niche and then choosing ourselves. Does that make sense, Brother Larry? Sorry, I went on mute for, for a bit. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. It makes sense. And I think it aligns with what um, I said earlier. Absolutely. absolutely. The other person, God should be able to work on the other person. <clears throat> if truly. So, yeah. And I like, I think the perspective we are trying to bring in is don't go in with the mindset of. Yeah, so many choose. options. I can choose anyone. If one says, I'll go for another one. So going with the mindset of, okay, this is what, this is the person God has said. Can I work with this person? And then let God also convince the other person, you know, uh, um, as much as possible. And then we can come to an agreement and alignment. So yes, um, I agree very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for that. Um, Sister Minka, you were raising up your hand, but you pulled it down. Does that mean your thought had been shared? Yes, I think um, uh, my sister was able to balance it because okay. it's a very dicey um, scenario. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I love the way she balanced it um, in the sense that we shouldn't go with the mindset that we have many choices. Oh. But at the same time, we shouldn't go with the mindset that, oh, yeah, God has told me. This is this person. So, if the same God is now telling you that, okay, I no longer choose so, <laughs> quit praying over so. It was God that told Samuel, go and anoint so. That's right. Now, when Saul had now walked in his own way and God did not choose him anymore, Samuel was still praying, ah, father, hey, brother, something. And God said, why are you wasting your time? Okay, mm -hmm. she, I told you to anoint him as, okay, I am no longer, he's no longer the one. Mm -hmm. So I want us to know that, I mean, have the balance. That's and pointed right. it beautifully well. I think the key factor here, it's God. God mm -hmm. is the major factor. If God is leading you into a relationship, now, if he's leading you out of a relationship that he led you into, mm. go with him. Go with That's God. Mm. Because he's the one that knew. He knows he chose the house of um, Eli. He said, I have said that they will be in the priesthood. Okay, now God now says, okay, uh, you are no longer, they're no longer going to be in the priesthood. All right. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry for the time. I'm loving this. It's like we should continue. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have just six minutes more. Um, yeah, um, I, I think everything I intended to say had been said. There was a similar question like that in Marriage in View, one of the books that I know and I quoted. And if I remember the language we used then, it would be that um, part-time, there is only one will of God. It can be 17 views of God. If you, if, if you are in that season now that you have to make a choice about a life partner, it's not 17 people, it's one person. Uh, but can that change? Can there be reasons why what God has led you, you into will not eventually lead into marriage? Of course, there are so very many other factors that go into it. But the constant thing is your accessibility to God. That doesn't change. 
And so if he's the one that is leading you, let him be the one calling the shots every step of the way. Um, if there is any crisis going on, if there are disagreements, if your parents are saying no because nurses are promiscuous, or like my own parents that said no because they said they prayed. Whereas I could tell from the kind of conversation that led to their going to pray, questions like where is she from? Which village is she from? What kind of da 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 da? Of course, all of that is being taken into the prayer. So that would condition whatever you're hearing in the place of prayer. Um, but of course, again, because of that, them saying no, and my access to the one that said, this is it, I could continue to go to him until eventually give just a simple instruction to follow that led to eventually those people that were saying no, because we prayed to come in to say yes, because we prayed, it's still the same prayer, you know. So um, yeah, we've seen that play out in our own story and we are persuaded that that can happen to anyone. The Lord bless our hands in Jesus' name. Anyways, um, last question uh, in the few, few minutes that we have left is the question of spec or the question of, do you have, especially for our facilitators, do you have things that you have set as like standards that you are looking out for in that will make you know this is the one when the person comes like are there things you let me read it this maybe the person said it do you have some standards that you you know things you desire to see in your potential spouse or are you just okay with anything that god throws at you or you choose for yourself <laughs> who wants to give that a go from our panelists you have standards. We are not saying you should share your standards with us if you are. We just want to know if you do have and why you do have them, perhaps. If yeah, everyone um, has a stand, sorry. Nick can go first then. Em. Yeah. So I think everyone has a standard. Everyone has a taste. Everybody has what they like and what they don't like. I'm yet to find anybody that said you don't have a standard. I think that would be a very big line. Everybody has the standard. If you have certain different tastes, people have different kinds of people that are attractive to them. And what might be attractive to one person, another person might say, "Yeah, you say you're attracted to that person. What do you see?" Mm. So yeah, it's, I think everybody does have a standard. And I think sometimes if your standard might be a bit exaggerated, mm. but at the same time, people like what they like, and if you involve yourself in something that you know you're not really wholehearted yet, and that's something that I just like and leave me later in life that same dislike that you try to overlook might be like the breaking point later I've seen that happen a few times and I think people don't like what they like and while you have God in the factors and God leads me to what is best for me but also do keep that in mind that if there are things that you dislike, believe me, you're overlooking it, those things will come to haunt you later. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Thank you very much. Any last 30 second kind of contribution from any other panelists? Henry, you're unmuted, so go on. Um, yeah, for me, I think like what I've discovered is that the more I get matured into my purpose in mm. life, the things I get connected to becomes very small and more specific. Mm, 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 so yeah, I think mm. at this point, yeah, I would say like, yeah, I've got attractions and likes. Yeah. Mm. 
That's great. Purpose is a clarifier. I like that. I like that. Sister, you're raising up your hand. If it's more than 30 seconds, I will mute you. It was just a simple question, so I'm thinking to say Good. that. So if you like a wild boy, not a wild boy, sorry, a cool guy, and God brings you a spiritual brother, mm. how would you balance? How would you marry both? I think you're asking for yourself. Um, Wait, when? a spiritual brother that wears his trousers and, uh, in his nail veil. <laughs> I hope that's not me. That's um, you, Kola. Why? Why? I say people like right. what they like, but then you should also be matured mm. about likes and dislikes. There are things that are about people that you can't really change. There are things that are superficial about the likes and dislikes. So it. It gets to a point of maturity that you go beyond just the superficial or the physical to what is more psychological, what is mental. Like someone can be short and dark and or like this person doesn't really look attractive, but someone like me is really attractive, attracted to people's minds. If I can't sit down and have a conversation with you, if you're the most handsome person or Mr. Ward is like it's a complete turn off for me. If you can't talk, it's like okay, don't sushi, they don't fight for nothing. So sometimes it goes beyond just the superficial really. As you get older, you build tolerance for you, you ignore most of the physical the superficial, but there are certain breaking points and no knows that I people it's not really just superficial, yeah. So when you say a cool person and a spiritual person, a spiritual person can be cool. If it's uh -huh. someone that like Pastor Ola wears his chocolate to his those things can be can be changed and mm. yeah, if you can it's wardrobe change and Mm. change of fashion say those are superficial things that can easily be adjusted by you if the person is willing to be um, mm. corrected mm. or is willing to please you or those are very really superficial things that can yeah so i think it goes way beyond just the superficial and physical yeah thank you very 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 much our time is up i wish we could just go on and on and on but we'll have to wrap it up just about now. Can we appreciate all our facilitators, virtually or physically or whichever way? Let's just give them a round of applause. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Damola. Thank you, Fair. Thank you, Nike. Thank you, um, Damilari. And thank you, Praise, even though we didn't get to hear from you, but we, we totally know you are with us in the spirit. And yeah, we are gleaning by faith from what you intend to share. <laughs> Um, as I wrap it up together and we just say a word of prayer, um, I think it's just to, if there is anything I would like to reiterate, it would be uh, picking up from where we just left off right now, that when it comes to this adventure called marriage, um, as much as we will definitely have our desires, as much as we will have our tastes and all of this kind of stuff, um, we should let our access to divine direction 
the supreme, uh, the superior over all of those other factors. Those factors are very important. They are very legit. They are very valid. Um, and just like Sister Nika was pointing out, some of those things can easily be worked on. There's something Anu mentioned in passing, but which I would like to give to us as a takeaway, really, kind of thought. And that's the fact that the God that is our God, the one who brings us together, one of the striking characteristics or character of God that we know is that he is omniscient. What that means is that he knows everything. Uh, he knows the end of everything from the beginning. He knows what you will need in 17 years from now. And he knows the kind of person that will fit you 17 times from 17 years from now. If you know who will fit you based on your present circumstance and tastes and desires, that's fine. You can know that. You can know the person that complements what you have. You can know that. What you can't know is who will still continue to be a fit for you 10 years from now because life happens. That's a given. Life happens. Different things can happen at any point in time, which you totally have no control over. But there is one person that knows all of those details. So let's leverage our access to him to be the one calling the shots, not only in the area of who to marry or how to run a home or things like that, but practically in every area of our life. That's what it means to say we are submitting to him as our Lord is our master. He gets to decide stuff for us. And how much security is in that? How much, I mean, I have tasted that. I am tasting that and seeing how good that is and offering that as a gem that we could all hold on to as we go on into the rest of our journeys. Once again, thanks everyone. Thanks to those that stayed till the very end. Um, it's, it's, it's been an exciting version one and version two back to back. So thank you so much for our married couples that shared in our last meeting and for the singles that shared today. Uh, and my trust and prayer is that, I mean, come this time next year, more and more of you would have gotten married and then on and on like that, we'll keep getting the invitation. So feel free to invite us when the time is right. We'll be happy to celebrate and honor you whichever way we can. Um, you are part of this village. So let's do what village people do <laughs> and celebrate their own. God bless you. Let's close it all out with a word of prayer. Um, let me just be sure there is nothing I'm missing in the chat thread. Uh, all right, yep. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, let's pray. Psalm 32 verse eight and verse nine comes to mind um, as we pray. Father God, we just want to echo those words of the Psalmist again. He said in verse eight that um, you are the one who instructs us in the way to go and the one who guides us with your eyes. But it goes on to say in verse nine, as a means of admonition, speaking on your behalf, that we should not be stubborn we should not be like these stubborn animals that need to have things in their mouth to gag them into obedience, but to just willingly submit ourselves to follow your leading pattern. We are asking, oh God, that you will help us. You give us the grace to be those kind of obedient children that would not only have access to your instructions, but also be willing to yield to them. And God, we commit our relationships and our marriages and our singleness, uh, whatever that might look like for each and every one of us in our various contexts. 
for the singles amongst us, we are asking, oh God, that you will, you will help us to relish the blessings of this season and also to maximize the moments to be adequately equipped for what is coming so that the person that we are waiting for, we will be the one they are waiting for indeed and vice versa to make us the, 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 the bone of someone else's bone and, and, and help us to come together as a bomb of joy that will detonate and bring forth an explosion positively in your kingdom to the actualization of your purposes on earth. And for those of us that are in a relationship in between being single and being married, we're asking, oh God, that you flourish that relationship and you, you hold us by the hands to, to into the haven of bliss that lies on the other side of I do and help us to be able to honor those words that we would share before men and you on that day when two shall become one flesh in the name of Jesus. And for all the marriages here represented, we just speak your peace and your bliss into our homes that the, the, the wine, the latter wine, such as you provided in that wedding at, at Cana of Galilee, that you release that into our homes such intoxication and refreshing that comes from you and you alone. For those of us that everything we're talking about still seems like, what are they talking about? I'm still like one decade away from getting married. That's the listing on my mind. We thank you for us. And we ask oh God that when the time comes, you will be the one guiding us and leading us. Thank you, Father, for clarity. Thank you for that person that has an interview that is coming soon. Thank you because you've gone ahead and set a, a plan of favor in place that plays out the script that you have authored to the glory of your name concerning that one. And thank you for those of us that have exams in the offering. Thank you because we have excellence. The spirit of excellence dwells in us. Thank you for every one of us that are having one or two issues at our workplace, maybe even feeling a bit exhausted or tired of one thing or the other about it. Thank you because you are in that situation. Thank you because you are working things together to favor us, to, to, to announce your fame by virtue of our being there. To you be all the glory, perfect all that consensus. And when we meet again in two weeks, may we have every cause to celebrate together. In Christ Jesus' unfailing name we've prayed. Amen, amen, and amen.